The Atlanta Braves get their 12th win in a row, but it comes at a price as they lose Ozzie Albies with a fractured foot. We'll talk about that today and who his replacements could be and talk about the Braves winning that 12th game in a row over the Washington Nationals on Monday. We'll cover all that in today's episode of Locked On Braves. So let's get into it. You are Locked On Braves, your daily Atlanta Braves podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, and welcome back to Locked On Braves, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, where we cover your favorite Atlanta sports teams each and every day. I'm your host, Jake Mastriani. You can follow me on Twitter at shortstopball. Check out my bio there to see where I am covering the game of baseball, including your Atlanta Braves in written form over at tomahawktake.com. Also, please make sure you follow the podcast on Twitter at Lockdown underscore Braves and subscribe to Lockdown Braves podcast wherever you get your podcast. Subscribe to us on YouTube as well. Hit that notification bell so you get notified every time we post a new episode, which we do five days a week, Monday through Friday. And thank you for making Lockdown Braves your first listen each and every day of the week. Today's episode is brought to you by Blue Nile. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com and Lockdown Braves listeners get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement pieces used locked on at checkout. On today's episode, we're going to talk about the Braves win over the Washington Nationals on Monday, but also going to be talking about the bad news with Ozzy Albies and his injury and what that means for the Braves going forward. Who needs to step up in his place? We'll be covering that and also previewing Tuesday's game as well as the Braves look to continue their winning streak. And let's talk about that at the, at the top here. Let's start with some good news because there was some good news on Monday, and that is that the Braves continued to win. Their 12th straight game had a rain delay, a lengthy rain delay to begin this one, which knocked out. Washington Nationals starter Josiah Gray, who had already began his pregame routine and warm-ups. The Nationals decide not to start him and risk injuring their young stud in the rotation. So that was the first bit of good news for the Braves because Gray has pitched really well against Atlanta in his young career. So I thought this was actually a good opportunity for the streak to end. But with Gray getting pushed back, Razo Ramazma Ramirez getting pushed into the starting rotation. The Braves took advantage of that, scored six runs early, knocked him out of the game. In total, had five home runs on the night. Things got a little sketchy. Free and Anderson there in the middle, which we'll touch on later, had to go, go to the bullpen in the fifth inning. The bullpen was great, doing what they've been doing a lot over this winning streak. Braves add on some runs late as well, some clutch hitting by Dansby Swanson, but we'll get into more details on that later. But the biggest story, unfortunately, coming out of the Braves' Monday win was what happened to Ozzie Albies. And seemed like a harmless swing at first, a ball that just kind of turned on. And uh, when he turned, it seems like that foot just collapsed on him. And it turns out he did fracture that foot and you know it was pretty bad when he was walking down the steps and snicker felt like he had to put an arm around him to help guide him down those steps you knew it wasn't good at that point ozzy is one of the toughest players that there is out there you know he's going to go out there every single day that he can and so to see him hobbling off like that 
kind of gave you a bad sense right there of what could be for Ozzy Albies, and it did turn out that it was a fractured foot. A huge loss for the Braves. Uh, he is a, a big leader on this team, not just what he does you know, at the plate and in the field where he's perhaps one of the best second basemen in the game. I know he hasn't been off to a great start this year, but he's also just a leader in the dugout, a leader in the clubhouse. His energy is just infectious. So that's a big loss for the Braves. And got to imagine he's going to be out at least two, two and a half months. So, you know, it's going to take up the majority of the season here. Perhaps you could get him back for the last month and hopefully a playoff run. But that's going to be a big loss. There, there's no doubt about it. You're not just going to replace Ozzy Albies. And again, his leadership and also what he does for you on the field, both defensively and at the plate. But the Braves did trade for Orlando RC last year for this very reason, to be a backup infielder. And Orlando RC is a, look, he's a, a major league capable player. He's been a starter in the past. He may not be above average like Ozzy Albies is, but he's replacement level. And that's what the Braves are going to need right now out of him to be a replacement level player at the bottom of the order and, you know, give some solid defense. Look, he hasn't played a lot of second base in his career. I think he has, what, 20, 22 innings now at second base in his major league career. So not a position that he's very familiar with. He's mainly played shortstop. I know the Brewers were toying with moving him over to third base before they traded him over to the Braves. It honestly did not go well at third base for Orlando Arcia, but hopefully things go well at second base. Made a nice play uh, in the game on Monday when he came on in relief of Ozzy Albies. So that to me is going to be the key for Orlando Arcia. How does he adjust to that side of the infield where everything's kind of flipped on him, playing in the shifts. The Braves play a lot of shifts, maybe a few too many in my opinion, but that's going to be a big change for him and how he adapts and adjusts to that I think will play a big role in how effective he can be over there. We know he has the arm. I know he has the range. I'm not worried about that. It's just the different angles, taking balls in from the outfield, you know, knowing where to play, again, in the shift. Those are going to be some of the biggest things for Orlando Arce we're going to see. And then he's been good with the bat with the, with the Braves when he's been called on in a pinch. You know, how, he's going to, how is he going to do playing every day? And pitchers getting more looks at him. We'll have to see. But, again, not asking for much from him you know bat him in the the six seven eight spot in the order and hopefully you know he continues to to hit rockets again like he did on monday night when he came on in relief so i think orlando arcia would and should get the primary duties at second base with ozzy albies out and i think the braves can be just fine with that Looking a little deeper in the minor league system, Kramer Robertson's the only one on the 40-man roster right now, the player the Braves just traded for from the Cardinals, and he's played all over the infield. He's an on-base machine, a 359 on-base percentage and almost 2,000 minor league plate appearances, so gets on base a lot. This year at AAA Memphis and Gwinnett, he's slashing 224 with a 389 on base percentage, just a 368 slugging, five home runs, 12 stolen bases. So a guy that can get on base, steal you a bag, you know, bring some uh, energy. I know uh, he's a former LSU shortstop, and I cover, obviously, the SEC for College Baseball Nation. So I'm pretty familiar with Kramer Robertson, a big personality, a fun, energetic 
player, at least when he was at LSU. I haven't watched much of him in the minors, but I assume he still has uh, that same energy and passion. So it could be a nice little bench player for the Braves, somebody you could bring in off the bench for speed late in the game as well, which the Braves could use. So I think that could be the call just simply because he is already on the 40-man roster. Bill Gosselin is another option. He has plenty of big league experience, and he's played a lot of games at second base this year for Gwinnett. He's played at third as well, so he can, again, play all over the infield. And he has hit really well at Gwinnett this year, slashing 297, 358, 473, 13 doubles, two triples, five homers, and four stolen bases. So he was the guy I originally thought of when I saw the the news of Ozzy Albies going down. I thought Bill Gosselin would be the choice there, but you'd have to clear a spot on the 40 man. And you can do that by putting Ozzy on the 60 day IL. If you think he will be gone that full 60 days, I think he, he will, but once you put him on there, you can't take him off. So Braves have to consider that. So Goslin may get the call at some point, but I think initially it could be Kramer Robertson. Another option is Pat Vileka. Plenty of time at second this year, plenty of big league experience, somebody that could handle the job. 268, 324, 452 uh, slash line this year. Ed Gwinnett with six home runs. So very similar to Phil Goslin, both having pretty solid years at Gwinnett. So the Braves have some depth here to cover that. Again, nobody's going to replace Ozzy Albies, and we're not asking them to replace Ozzy Albies. Just come up, be yourself, hold down that spot at the bottom of the order, play solid defense at second, and hopefully Ozzy will heal quickly and can be back for the stretch run at the end of the year. But certainly hate that for Ozzy. Again, you know, I get frustrated with Ozzy at times just because I don't love his approach at the plate, but there's no denying that he is one of the best players on this team. He is one of the best second basemen in all of baseball, and he is a great defensive player as well. So this is going to be a big loss for the Braves, but I think it's one that they can overcome and push through, uh, and the Braves have some depth there to hold that down until he is back. All right, next, I want to tell you about what happened on Monday outside of the injury for the Braves to get their 12th straight win and to kick off this Washington National Series with a win. Just how many home runs did the Braves hit? We'll talk about that next. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brands their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com right there at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30, 50, sometimes even 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a new car dealership or your local chain auto parts store. Rock Auto is a family business with serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer, and they have everything you can need from brake parts, tail tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go to rockauto.com right now and write locked on in their How Did You Hear Us About Us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. As far as the action on the field Monday, the Atlanta Braves lit up the scoreboard, putting up a nine spot on the board and did it early. Three runs in the second and third innings to take a six to nothing lead. Looks like the Braves were going to cruise to a victory, but then the Nats pulled within two runs as Ian Anderson struggled. But offense went to work again, scored two in the sixth inning 
and one in the eighth to put the game back away and get the win. Some big home runs in this game. Again, five home runs in total from five different players. Uh, Duvall hit another one. Travis Darno had one. Ozuna, Dansby, and Michael Harris all homered in this game. Duvall has four home runs in June. He only had two in April and May combined. So we talked about it the other day. He's starting to get going a little bit. I think the weather has helped with some of that, as we mentioned early on in the year. Once things heat up, I think we'll start seeing these balls fly a little bit better. I still think that they have been tampered with a little bit and that they are a bit more dead than we've seen in the past. But still, with the warm air, the warmer weather, we are going to start seeing balls fly a little bit more. And I think that's helped Adam Duvall. I know he talked about, they talked about on the broadcast that he started to make some changes to his swing that I'm sure is helping too. But five home runs on the night. You know, that's that's the recipe for this Braves offense. Um, Dansby remains red hot and remains clutch. Some big two-out hits in this game. The Braves had second and third with one out. Acuna strikes out. Dansby comes up, puts a ball in play, hits it hard, back up the middle, sneaks through, and scores two big runs in this ball game. You had a bunch of runs scored on home runs. That was a big run, scored with two outs with a hit and then he did have a home run of his own later in the game just an unbelievable at bat he works the count three two gets a fastball low and away and gets down to this ball squares it up and takes it out to dead center it is one of the more impressive swings that i've seen by dansby swanson all year and he's had some impressive swings so i tweeted it out i'm out of adjectives for this guy he is absolutely red hot for a two-month stretch now Grant McCauley talked about it on the postcast. I don't know that we've seen we've seen hot stretches from Dansby Swanson, but I don't think we've seen one as prolonged as this one. And look, he's history tells us he's probably going to cool off at some point, but uh, this is an amazing run that he's on. I hope he gets all the All Star consideration that he deserves. I hope he gets to the All Star game this year. I hope you're voting for him out there. He definitely deserves it. He has been the MVP of this Braves team for the majority of the season and he is clutch right now whether it's a a smash like he had on monday or whether it's the bloop hits that he's having everything is falling right for dansby right now and i'm absolutely loving it hope he continues this streak michael harris gets his first big league homer uh and what a way to do it again i mentioned this on the postcast but he has been crushing balls to left center. And when I watched him in the minor leagues, that's something he was doing quite frequently as well. It's just constantly taking the ball the other way to left center. And that's where he his, a lot of his power is. So it's fitting that his first big league home run is a ball that he drives out of left center field. And what an impressive swing that it was. I mean, this was a pitch off the plate away. He had fallen behind in the count and he just takes that pitch the other way and drives it out over the left center field wall for his first big league home run. I mean, just a great swing, happy for him, happy to get that first homer. Um, I mean, this kid, again, kind of like Dansby, I'm running out of adjectives for this kid. He's been so good for this Braves team. It really is you know, amazing to see what he's done, and he's been a huge part of this streak. So glad to see him get that home run on Monday. And then finally, Ian Anderson, rough start for him. Look, I don't trust Ian a whole lot right now. I know he had a, a solid start against the A's last week, but the A's are one of the worst offenses in all of baseball. And 
he, he didn't really walk a ton his last two outings, but that became a problem in this one. Like, I want to give him a pass because of the rain delay. Uh, and maybe, you know, because he was fine the, the first three innings of this game and then things just fell apart. And we know with him, we've talked about it a lot, that he tends to fall apart or things start to unravel the second, third time through an order as he gets into those fourth, fifth, sixth innings. So, uh, again, I want to give him a pass here, but the past really four or five outings now really just don't give me a lot of confidence in Ian Anderson. Again, like with Charlie Morton, I, I believe I have confidence they can figure it out, but just in this moment at this time, I don't have a lot of confidence when they take the mound and you know, not what you want from two of your your better pitchers. And again, I, I think they'll be fine. But this was just not a great start for Ian Anderson. You get a six-nothing lead, you got to be able to get through five innings and, and save the bullpen and hold on for that win. And he just couldn't get through that fifth inning. Really started in the fourth when he started walking batters. I, I get it. It's Juan Soto, it's Josh Bell, they're two best hitters, but you got a six-nothing lead. You know, make them prove it. Do not walk those guys. So again, just a lot of you know deep counts, not able to put hitters away. Same struggles that we see a lot of times with Ian, and more often than not, he's able to wiggle through that and get through five or six innings. Just wasn't able to do it on Monday night. But some big innings from Dylan Lee out of the bullpen, and he has been very good since coming back up for the Braves, giving them a huge piece in that bullpen that Snicker can go to in these types of situations. I said on the postcast, I, I kind of wish he would have stayed out there longer. I thought he was throwing that good. Gave up the one run on uh, Lane Thomas, who was just an incredible swing on a pitch in. He was able to pull his hands in and drive it out, but I thought Dylan Lee was was very good and limited that damage when he came in with bases loaded, nobody out. Allowed two runs to score, but then shut it down after that. So big innings there from Dylan Lee and a good job by the offense to answer back and put the game away so that you could rest your be your best bullpen arms back there and go to Chavez and Will Smith to finish off the game. So overall, a good win for the Braves. Their streak continues and hopefully it will continue on Tuesday and we will talk about that next. Whether you're ready to pop the question or you're celebrating a milestone moment, find jewelry as unique as her with the modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com. Blue Nile has simple online tools to let you choose the diamond shape, size, and clarity, as well as setting style. Blue Nile's bench jewelers will then handcraft her perfect engagement ring. Each ring is one of a kind. If you're looking for fine jewelry but having trouble choosing, Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand 24-7, available via phone or chat to help you find a memorable gift at every budget. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com and Lockdown Braves listeners get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement pieces. Just use Locked On as your code at checkout. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shop stress-free and find your forever piece. Go to BlueNile.com today. On Tuesday, the Braves will send their ace to the mound and Max Freed. Supposed to be a showdown between Max Freed and Steven Strasburg, but Strasburg goes back to the IL after making just one start. You really just feel for Steven Strasburg, all the potential in the world over there, and just can't stay healthy. So hate that for him. I really doubt Josiah Gray is going to come back and start on Tuesday. Maybe we see him on Wednesday. So I don't know who is pitching for the Nationals, but I know Max Freed is pitching for the Braves, and that gives them a great opportunity 
to continue this streak. Hopefully we see a good outing from Max Freed, and hopefully the Braves offense can take advantage of whoever the Nationals are going to throw out there. Also worth mentioning, Juan Soto left this game late on Monday. It looked like he was kind of limping around in the outfield, so he could be questionable to play on Tuesday as well. And if that's the case, this has to be a win for the Braves. This needs to be a game that they win. Go ahead and win this series. Keep the winning streak alive. Win, 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 win. Uh, that is what the Braves have been doing lately, and hopefully that's what they continue to do on Tuesday with Max Freed. We'll be here to cover it on Locked On Braves. Also, you make, make sure you're subscribed to the Locked On Atlanta podcast or Locked On Atlanta YouTube page so that you get the postcast feed from me and Grant McCauley after Tuesday's game. That'll do it for this episode of Locked On Braves. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Locked On underscore Braves. You can follow me on Twitter as well at Shortstop Ball. Also, make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast, and we will talk to you next time. Hey, this is Stacey Gotsoulias. DC Lundberg. Ryan Finkelstein. Taylor Blake Ward. Host of Locked On Yankees. Locked On Mariners. Locked On Mets. Locked On Angels. And you're listening to Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. 